Hi, I'm Dr. Shama Rocco from the Center for Men's and Women's Urology. And I want to take uh, the opportunity in, in this video to discuss some of the important things that I'd like for you to follow subsequent to your resume treatment to make the post-procedural course as smooth as possible and for the procedure to have been as successful as possible. This is Brad, my assistant. Uh, many of you will have interacted with him beforehand. He's the one who's so important in explaining things and he will make sure that I'm saying everything correctly for you. So Brad, what are the important things that the guys have to follow and know after the procedure? Yeah. Um, so I would say the most important thing after procedure um, is to make sure that you're staying pretty sedentary. So um, keep your activity levels to quite a minimum. Um, so, you know, watch some good things on Netflix, read a good book. Um, okay to walk, though. Yes, okay to walk. Okay to uh, drive. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, make sure that you're drinking plenty of fluids um, after the procedure. Um, it's very expected that you see some blood in the urine uh, for about four to six weeks after the procedure. Um, so keep your hydration levels up, um, you know, so you can kind of flush out all of the blood, all of the clots that are in the bladder. So now in terms of the bleeding, that, that, that makes everybody worry just the moment mm -hmm. they hear it, but we are doing a procedure. We're irritating an area, so we expect some, some reaction to the irritation, mm -hmm. and bleeding is one of them. It does not take a whole lot of blood to make the urine look very red. So mm -hmm. for most guys, when you see the bleeding, it's not as bad as it looks. The only time we get concerned is if it appears that it's causing you problems actually urinating. Mm -hmm. And at all times, if you're worried, you'll give us a call. But I want to assure you that we expect it, it's not dangerous, and it's not as bad as it looks. I totally agree with the importance of the hydration because uh, hydration makes everything more comfortable, but not everything is a good thing to, to ingest. What are some of the things that guys should stay away from because they irritate? Yeah, um, so after the procedure, it's really important to stay away from some common bladder irritants. Um, and these things can uh, be pretty painful, can be pretty irritating to the bladder, um, especially after a procedure. So we like to discourage patients from um, drinking caffeine. Um, so that's coffee, um, energy drinks, um, stuff of that nature. Soda. Soda, um, as well as um, carbonated beverages um, and citrus fruit. Um, so, you know, juices, um, you know, those citrus fruits, those can be really irritating to the bladder. Um, and it's really important to keep those sort of to a minimum during your recovery process. Now, especially with the coffee and the coffee, the caffeine and coffee has chemicals mm -hmm. which are irritating. The bladder and the prostate normally when they're completely intact have protective mechanisms to prevent these from being irritating. But when we're doing the surgery, we're breaking down that area temporarily. And therefore things that may never have been a problem before for a short amount of time will be a problem. Mm -hmm. Coffee, I will say this, everybody who's a coffeeaholic needs their morning jolt. Yeah. Their morning coffee is okay. What we're talking about is the second, third, and fourth cups. Try to stay away from it. If you're not a, a, a water drinker, maybe just for the short amount of time you do this. Again, mm -hmm. you'll get back to it. Mm -hmm. Things will get better. But in the short run, let's make this as comfortable a post-procedure experience as possible. What about decaf coffee, Dr. Rockoff? So, you know, decaf coffee doesn't have the caffeine, obviously, but there are other chemicals in it that can be very irritating as well. It's not a good thing. Try to avoid it. You know, it's not dangerous. I always tell the guys there, none of this is dangerous. We're just talking about comfort. Yeah. And it's a balancing act. If you love your food irritants more than you care about pain, <laughs> do that. Um, but most guys don't. Most guys would just prefer to keep mm -hmm. it on the down low so that they're comfortable. Mm -hmm. But if, they, if you ingest any of those stuff, you're not going to harm yourself. You just may notice that things are a little bit more irritating. So um, 
I always tell the guys uh, to expect that they're not going to like me for three to four <laughs> weeks after the procedure. Why is that? Yeah. Um, so for this procedure, um, you're probably contemplating on pursuing this uh, because of some lower urinary tract symptoms, such as increases in frequency, increases in urgency. Uh, maybe you're waking up in the middle of the night. Um, because this is a procedure that involves steam, uh, you can imagine that things are pretty inflamed. Uh, things are pretty aggravated, pretty angry. Um, and your in and your frequency, urgency, waking up in the middle of the night, um, as Dr. Rockoff said, things are going to get worse before they get better. Um, and, you know, some patients want to scream Dr. Rockoff's name uh, for those weeks after the procedure. Um, but about a month after, um, patients are seeing really incredible improvements within their urinary symptoms. Now, having said that, I will tell you, one of the big concerns I had before we started this quite some time ago was mm -hmm. that, uh, especially the competitors, mm -hmm. the people who don't want us to do this procedure, were really, really harping on this. Um, and I think any surgeon who has contemplated doing this was really worried that this was going to be a problem. I am telling you about it, but fortunately experiences it's not that bad. Um, we are doing a procedure. We are irritating the area. And if you didn't have any sensations, I probably didn't do anything. And if you don't have any procedural, post-procedural discomfort after anything, then nothing probably was done. I want you to know about it. I hope that we're exaggerating it. The vast majority of guys are not bothered by it. but. Things get worse before they get better. They just do. Be prepared for it. It's not going to be disabling. It's not going to be debilitating. Things will get better. And lastly, I think we need to talk about when you go home from the procedure. Mm -hmm. The irritation from the procedure will cause the area to temporarily get swollen. Mm -hmm. So that's why things get worse. Swollen means more difficulty urinating. So we do use a catheter in all guys after the procedure. Now, because we're doing it with the um, an anesthetic, with the nitrous, hopefully, with when we put the catheter in, it's not that bad. But you're going to go home with the catheter, uh, and there are a few things to know about the catheter. And explain how a catheter works, and maybe tell them how they might want to take it out themselves at home. There's two ports to the catheter that are pretty important. There's a bigger port um, which connects to a drainage bag. Um, after the procedure, you'll be given sort of a normal day bag which holds one liter of urine, um, as well as a night bag that is twice the size of that day bag. Um, they disconnect at a clear hose that uh, connects straight into this port. Um, up until the date that you take the catheter out, you don't want to mess with this smaller port. So maybe it will be more like that. Yeah, so it'll look like this. Um, everything that connects to the catheter um, will connect via this big port. Um, one of the concerns that we have with the catheter um, is that the, the catheter can get clogged. Um, and after the procedure, we will send you home with some sterile water um, and a catheter-tipped syringe that we will show you how to irrigate it with um, in the case of an emergency um, if that catheter were to get clogged. Um, on the day that Dr. Rockoff tells you to take out the catheter, um, you'll take this smaller port will give you a syringe. So actually, let me just show that, how it works. So the catheter goes in, and it works because it's draining urine. If you could see, there's a little eye over here. Urine goes through there and will drain through here into the bag. In order to keep it in place, there is a balloon at the end of the catheter that we inflate when we put the catheter in. This prevents it from falling out of you. But obviously, you don't want to pull it out that way. That, that would hurt. So at home, we're going to give you the syringe. You're going to connect it and just gently let it pull back. And it'll come down. Then you can just gently 
take it out. So as we were talking about doing it, we realized maybe it's better to show you than to explain. So you're going to be at home and potentially the catheter is going to seem like it's not draining well. And sometimes because it is just a small hole that urine comes through, things can get in there and clog it up. And the problem with that is that if it prevents the bladder from being fully drained, you can start getting uncomfortable. So Brad is going to show you right now what to do to unplug it. So remember, pretending that my finger is the catheter bag, you're going to disable that, just disconnect it to, so that the catheter is sitting like this, not connected to anything. Take it away, Brad. Okay. Um, so, yeah, as Dr. Rockoff said, you would unhook the um, leg bag, um, and you'll have the catheter exactly like this. Um, and in your... Or any bag, whatever yep. it's connected to. Yep. Um, and in your to-go bag, um, you would be given um, a thing of sterile water. Um, this is 500 cc's of sterile water um, and a syringe. Um, make sure before you um, touch your catheter that you wash your hands very thoroughly, um, 20 seconds with warm soapy water. Um, we want to try to minimize any risk of introducing any bacteria um, into the catheter. It would probably be a good idea to wash that area of the catheter where the connections mm -hmm. are made to. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be for 20 seconds, but there's no, no, no harm mm -hmm. with keeping proper hygiene. What if they have an alcohol swab? Does that work? Alcohol is perfect. Okay. Not on their hands, but on yeah. that. Okay. Um, and so you'll, un you'll uh, take the syringe out of the package. Um, it'll look like this. It's a 60cc syringe. Um, I like to work with about 40 or so cc's of uh, water. Um, I feel like I can get pretty good turbulence with that. Um, and the idea is that the turbulence uh, will dislodge any clots or any sediment um, that could be uh, blocking the flow of the urine. Um, so what you'll do is you'll um, un uncap it. And that is very important. You'd be amazed how we ourselves forget about that cap, and then you put it in there, and nothing's happening. Um, and then what you'll do is just put this in and, you know, draw up about 40 or so uh, milliliters of sterile water. So, and that works pulling out. Yep. Putting it in there, pulling it out. And then um, what you'll do is just connect the tip of the syringe into the catheter, um, and sort of with some gentle pushes, um, empty the syringe, and then you can also pull it back out. Um, and the idea here is that the turbulence will dislodge any of the clots. Um, the important thing with this is that if you're feeling a little bit of resistance, uh, to not you know, cause any trauma. Um, it could be a muscle spasm, so try and uh, relax the best that you can while um, pulling this out. But don't uh, don't be forceful. And one of the things I've found also, and you've, you've probably seen this so many times, that sometimes you simply can't pull it back here. Obviously, mm -hmm. we're in great circumstances, you can. But sometimes what you do is just inject the fluid in there, and mm -hmm. if it's not coming back, just disconnect it and see if you're in just passively drains out. That's okay also. Mm -hmm. What happens if you do it once and it's not working, they're still plugged up? Yeah, um, sometimes what you have to do is uh, try and move the catheter a little bit um, to see if you know it's positioned in the right place. Um, and so try and kind of wiggle it around, see if you're, if, see if you're successful with that. Um, but if you're unable to inject any of the water in and your catheter is not draining, um, you would want to give our office a call, speak with one of the medical assistants, let us know. Um, and that way we can have you come into the clinic and we can replace the catheter um, or take it out and see if you're able to urinate on your own. Try it one time, 
if things are not working, give us a call. Mm -hmm. We might give you some other tips at that time. Sometimes we'll even tell you just to take out the catheter and see what happens. We'll worry about it at that time. But this is a good first step. Most of the time, that's all you need.